This is a Cosmic Octave original podcast. Me and Jake running down the street with a handful of comic books kicking ass and yeah. banging chicks and drinking beer. No, not and me. Smoking I'm not weed. me. I'm married. Oh, yeah, well, I'm married. Jake. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. I'll pay off shopping with Jake and Tyler. What's up, everybody? It sounds like we're. It sounds like I'm yelling from over there. Well, I'm pay- oh yeah. Well, well we're in a, We got a new setup going on here in the in the uh, the man I cave. Can barely studio. see you. I'm sitting in the recliner. Tyler's sitting on the other end of the couch. I'm purposely leaning uh, away from because him. my my my. I don't want to look at you. My ah oh, shit. Now now the th- I pulled the stand. <laughs> So I pulled the stand too far. Off, uh, off air, kind of in joke. Um, we have, <laughs> and you'll see when we start doing video here soon. We yeah. got all the. We were, were gonna try and do it this week, but yeah. it just didn't work out. I got over here late. My fault. Um, but we have uh these arms that attach to like tables and stuff. Actually, you know what? This is better anyway. I like holding okay. the mic. Fuck okay. it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say last week, but. Uh, so it's really funny because whenever I, if I'm not careful with my arm over here. That's why I sat in the recliner last week, and like the reaction from Jake is, it's not—he's not genuinely pissed. He's—he's he's irked, but uh, since we're you know always making each other laugh and shit, like he kind of goes overboard, and it's really funny. And so now he's well, like it's literally also, it's also fucked up that arm like twice already. It's also <laughs> the stress of uh, not that easy, is it? Having a baby and ah. and being very close to to. Uh, the release date of my child. <laughs> both of us. Both of us have. You know uh, what? Everybody talks about due date. Yeah. Why don't we refer to babies being born as the release date? Yeah. Because it, it's the same concept. I'm start. I'm. I'm starting it now. <laughs> we are just under a month from my baby's release date. I think it's nice, but I think it's a little bit of that and a little bit of I look. I had a crazy look, weekend. Look, look, so. look, look, ladies and gentlemen, I have a vision. For this studio, and we've been talking about doing video for a while, and I just we just haven't been doing it because I'm trying to get the man cave studio to look the way I want it to, and I would w- make a cool looking set on camera. Mm. So it, the stress of that, and um, really just Tyler in general causing me stress. Yeah. And, uh, well, no, I'm stressed and, too. in life, but you know what helps with my stress? Doing this show every week. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, we might just ditch the arms altogether. I kind of like just doing it holding the mic because it's fine. I this is a much more relaxed vibe, and I got the my feet up. I don't know why, but I've my gotten ass in the water. I've gotten into the whole I don't have to touch the mic thing from just both of us are in radio a lot. Um, but now it feels like I'm doing a live show or something. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you're doing a Q and A. Q&A. Yeah, feels like we're doing a paddle, 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 paddle. We're doing a paddle, bend over. It's a podcast panel. It's a paddle. But How do we get paddle out of that? Other I don't than know. that, um, we have a lot to dig into yes. to this week. We have, it's going to oh, be a chunky episode. Man, um, now I want to be. Yeah. Fa- I want to be fair. Okay. To Spider-Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. I'm not going to count this and then the, the next segment we're about to do as the whole review because this might be our longest episode. I'm not saying it will be. It's going to be. I'm saying it's got the potential because this is a long movie and there's a lot of shit and it was really funny. Do you remember? Do you remember? Um, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, uh, but when I was a kid, um, there was a husky section in the kids in the boys section. Yeah, husky, which is a nice way of saying this, fat. This is a husky episode. 
This is going to be a husky episode. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, before we get to uh, what everybody's here for, why you clicked on this episode? Because trust me, <laughs> we're going to go balls deep on the Batman. Oh, balls deep. Oh. But before we do that, every Tyler, time you say balls deep, Tyler, this is a return of one of my favorite segments. Uh, oh yeah. What's uh, what am I, I putting? Saw... In, what am I putting in my mouth? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is what we're calling it. You know what we have to now. Yep. Can we make that? A t- <laughs> I want merch. <laughs> What's going in my mouth? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's let's narrow it down. What is the title of this segment? Is it going to be what's? It's always going to be some kind of food. But what's in my? Well, yeah. What's 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 in my what's, mouth? What's in my mouth? What's going? Like, what's going in what, my mouth? What's going in my mouth is too long. To, okay. To put um, on to put on a t-shirt is what I'm saying. So I'm saying what what's what am I, what's going in my mouth? Yeah, yeah. No, that's not. What's going in my mouth? So it's like everything we do. What's going in my mouth is brought to you by this week uh, uh, by Fruit Loops cereal, cereal flavored milk. milk. Uh, Jake had an idea of how they make this. How do they make this, Jake? They jerk off a toucan. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really original. But no, you. So again, like every segment he, on this he, show, it's thinks, oddly sexual. He um, thinks uh, that for some reason that there's. Um, oh, like I'm telling you, thousands of like Tyler, uh, kids ex- in Southeast Tyler, Asia. Tyler, eating. let me explain. Okay. You told me to explain, and then you explained it. <laughs> okay, go for it. Okay, but he All has right. a really great idea. Yeah. So, well, Tyler pretty much said it, but yeah, my, well, I was I didn't do in the Southeast Asia shit. You threw that in there. there you know, uh, there's a sweatshop well, involved with this shit. <laughs> you fucking know it. Yeah, they. Squeeze the Nobody, sweat. Out, they squeeze the sweat out of two cans. Nobody working in a in okay, an environment. Okay, okay. okay. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> shut. Because we're, we're never gonna drink this shit. We're like we're stalling, so we don't have to drink it. Kind I of. said all they did was just take the milk from the bowl of the cereal they ate and just poured it into a bottle. Because why? How else are you gonna make? You got a this? bunch of fucking Kellogg's fucking. Co- oh no, no, Tyler! It's oh. from the special two can fucking cow. What's wrong, honey? Well, they released this new fucking product, so now instead of boxing uh, honey bunches of oats all day uh, with a hairnet, I have to eat bowl after anyway, bowl anyway, after bowl. So anyway, this this <laughs> is uh, Fruit Loops. This is a Nestle Kellogg's collaboration right here. It's an unholy. I love it when this cor- is Lovecraftian. I love it when corporations <laughs> make abominations together. Yeah. By the way, this used to be called uh, monopolies, but now it's called synergy. Tyler, can you? Since I have to hold my mic, can you uh, open your bottle into the cam- into the oh, mic? Oh well, I already did open it. Um, well then, fuck yeah. you. Well, hang on, hang on. All I'm doing <laughs> is just bumping. It yeah, it's not doing anything. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Nice sound effect. <laughs> All right, ready? Three. It smells like okay. We're too far away. We can't clinky. But uh, th- okay, metaphysical Clin- clinky. Clinky. Three, two, one. Drink. Oh. Oh my God! It's like drinking a bowl of cereal. Why would? <laughs> it literally is like drinking the milk after you finish the bowl. Is. Of I'm telling you, this is disgusting. Why? Why, Nestle? Why you fucking? Oh my god. I want some more. You want some more? <laughs> oh no, I'm hooked. It's really mm. It doesn't get better. Nope. It just it's just more just like why? Look, if you want, you know what? If you're if if you're one of those people who's um thank god that had nothing in it. If you're one of those people who 
Um, How do people finish that shit? If, if you're one of those, quickly, if you're one of those people who is like, you know, I really love milk, but it's just not chalky enough, this product is for you. <laughs> So, uh, what is the, what is going to be the what's in my mouth ratings? Because cake bites that passed a plus ten out of ten. Uh, but what about? I say I say we got two ratings. Okay, we got fuck yes and avoid at all costs. Avoid and at all this, costs. This gets a big old fat. Ba-dum. But Marvel Marvel cake bites for sure. Yeah, f- hell yeah, fuck yes, hell yes, whatever. But yeah, this has been another great segment of what's in my mouth. What's in my mouth? What's in my mouth? I don't know why it was a wolf. Like of all, can, can I pretend like I have something? Like what's in my mouth? All right. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we're just moving on. Uh, so it's now, now uh, nine minutes in, we'll put a time code for you because I guarantee you don't want to listen to that. So <laughs> uh, now it's time. I feel like I just drank like. Before we get to the interview, uh, or the review, uh, excuse me, of the Batman, uh, I I liked what we did to Bacon Fest, and I wanted to do more of like I- instant reaction. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Tyler has two clips. I yep. only have one, but Tyler has a clip of before going into the movie and a clip right out of you know the movie. So yeah. Tyler, without further ado, go ahead and play your clip. Here you go. And uh, this is pre, and neither of them are expe- especially like great or anything, but it it shows my state of mind. So here we go. I'm here. I'm about to see the Batman. My showing starts in about 20 minutes, so I'm just got here in the car. I'm gonna go get my snacks. I am <laughs> awash with anticipation. The oh, more yeah. I read about it. The more uh, reviews that I've seen, the more excited I I have gotten. I haven't been... This is actually the first DC Comics movie I've been to in the theaters since, I I think, Batman vs. Superman. Uh, Every other one I just watched uh, on, you know, whatever. I just watched, I'm excited, man. I'm going to watch it with anticipation. I'm I'm super, super excited. I will give you my report afterwards, but um, we will talk to you later. After the movie, just got home um, from watching the Batman. I, I uh, a plus, <laughs> a plus. I speechless. You should I hear. Haven't seen, wait to hear uh, my Batman movie like that since I, I don't know if I've ever seen one like that. It evokes classic Batman, but it like takes it in a whole new direction. It's great. Uh, all the performances. You can't even tell that's Colin Farrell. That's hats off to him. Yeah. And uh, can't wait to discuss it with Jake on the show. Uh, it was awesome. I'm blown away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, now I'm going to so, take uh, off my Bluetooth. Oh, oh. That's really pleasant. <laughs> Gotta say. Gotta say. Yeah, uh, so I'm glad that uh, you had that. That was pretty much how I felt, you know. Uh, it, it was something that weirdly uh, I, I wasn't really that hyped for for a while and then i just kept I d- yeah definitely well the marketing worked because as the more as the marketing came out i kept getting more excited about it and i and I well, think you automatically have a better uh i have a more invested interest like you're more oh, of a yeah. batman, batman guy than i am batman's my favorite superhero yeah yeah so yeah i, I love batman yeah. and, and uh so here is my I can't wait reaction this is even better than you think because this is a special guest appearance from luke moyer so this <gasps> is an what? impromptu Batcast reunion for this segment. <laughs> okay, it's not playing yet. Did you hook yourself to Bluetooth? Because I took mine off. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. So that's fucking on you, not me. I took mine off. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, I didn't. I thought it connected. It did not connect yet. Sorry. Here we go. My fault. It's always your fault. <laughs> garage. So uh, I'm in the parking garage. Uh, I'm with Luke here. It's an uh, impromptu bat cast. <laughs> I'll be quick uh, for the rest of the show, but so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much so my uh, out of the theater reaction. Incredible. And I'll say it here. Your wife's talking about it. My favorite Batman her. movie. Number one Dude, with a as bullet. Soon, as soon as the movie started, full hard on. <laughs> Just full hard on. <laughs> Every time they play his theme, it wiggles a little bit. My little <laughs> wiggles a little bit. My pants were extremely tight throughout that movie. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, on to the show. Pretty uh, much. Pretty much. You know what? I knew, you know. No, yeah. that, that's a movie I wish we... we that's a great way to tell it. I was my pants were pretty tight throughout the whole movie. Uh, uh, that was one of those scenarios. I wish that's a movie. I wish we could have seen all three of us could have seen oh, that together. Oh yeah, because, dude. Well, we we watched it out of we ha- we went back home uh, to Omaha mm. for a baby shower and stuff, mm. and we we got some maternity picture pictures and all that, and then we went to see the movie, and. Um, we made a la- something fell through with where we the friend we were staying with they they got sick and non COVID related uh, illness and yeah. so we just decided to come back home and to keep each other awake I just talked about the movie for two fucking hours in the car because I couldn't stop th- and and uh, oh you guys came home last night yeah oh god I didn't know that shit uh, but anyway. The whole thing is, is uh, I had a friend tell me this. A uh, friend of the show, Box Office Bros. We uh, friends of the show, Corey and Chance do that show. They they're doing their review too. Uh, our buddy Chance, he texted me and he goes, "I don't know how to explain it to you, but I want to see it again." And I was sitting there with Luke, and it was not a bit like the 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 boner shit was a little bit of a bit, but not quite. But because <laughs> we did feel that way. But I, I said right no, after but the sitting, thing, I was like, yeah, in the theater, that's I'm like, accurate. start it up again. I'll watch another three fucking hours of this. Like, it's, I, it's unreal. Honestly, the only thing I didn't like about the movie had nothing to do with the movie. And that was the fact that I got, uh, they they put so much fucking shit in front of movies now. Um, that, you know, I got there about 110, my movie started at 120, and from 110 to 120 is Maria Menounos. And then from <laughs> and then from like one twenty to one twenty five is commercials. And, and then there's like yeah. nineteen previews. And by like the thirteenth one, I'm like, I'm ready and, to watch my mo- fucking the, movie the, now. The thing is, is trailers uh, I think trailers in front of movies are almost useless at this point. Did you guys have a uh you know the 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 DC thing they came out with earlier this year? The sizzle reel? Yeah, did you guys have that right before the movie too? Mm, yeah, I don't think so. That's how my movie started. It went from previews into the sizzle reel into the Batman. No, ours just it, it had the previews and then right to You had no didn't see the sizzle right, reel. Right right to huh. the Batman. Huh. Yeah. By the way, loved the fuck well, my Let's theater experience it, was interesting because we went to an Alamo Draft House, and this is the first time. Oh, so I'd... you were more like a flicks? Okay. Yeah, so that was the first time I'd been to one of those in a while, mm-hmm. and I had a. We got there a little bit earlier than uh, Luke and his wife, so we just kind of hung out, 
Do they also play like funny shit like yeah. Flix does? Because that. Well, they were doing like old Batman, uh, the animated series, toy yeah. commercials. I love and shit seeing like that. Star Wars movies at Flix but because we, we stopped at the. They have a bar, so yeah. we stopped at a, the bar. I got a beer, and um, then we went to see, went to the movie, and. That one beer, I think I drank too, a little too quick because I, w- <laughs> I wasn't tipsy or anything, but I was like starting to feel a buzz. It also indicates that I have not, I'm not much of a drinker anymore. And then uh, silly me was like, well, we're here. This is a three hour movie. I'm going to get a be- another beer because I'm going to nurse the shit out of that thing for three hours. <laughs> so, uh, but our uh, Luke, we thought, I thought he was running late mm. because I thought our showtime was at 640 mm. and it's like 630 and I'm like, dude, like. And it's one of those places where they want to get everybody in. Well, they these they have a very strict policy. Oh yeah, about and being I love late. it too. But anyway, it's like, look. Yeah. Anyway, uh, by the time the sh- by the time we get to the theater, then I look up and I see the showtime says seven at seven. So I was like, oh, so they weren't really late at all. And now I feel like a dickhead because <laughs> I've probably made them like panic and rush. So let's get on with it. Because so, I want to talk about this movie. I will say this though: the special Enigma popcorn for this movie. From Alamo, delicious. It's, Enigma, huh? It was like it's like a cinnamon popcorn with like little churro bites in it, like little pieces of churro. The I'm churros. Pissed. I just got don't re- get it. Don't get it for the churro. I went shit. to a matinee on Friday, which means that all the popcorn that I got was from the night before. <laughs> so anyway, did you know they do that? Yeah. yeah. Before we talk about the movie, enough mo- butter makes it good. Shut up. You shut we up. We gotta start the the review. You're a whore. Hey, <laughs> hey. Of course. <laughs> Pizza time. We're going to talk about everything. So, uh, once again, mm. pizza time. Full on spoilers now. Turn away. Tyler, as soon as what the, fuck? the big red Batman shows up, like, I love how the movie starts. I didn't know how it was going to start. Yeah. You know, some movies start with, like, kind of a cold open and they have credits and who's in it, you know, while they're, you know, and some actually have, like, a, a credit sequence. And this one literally just starts off with a giant fucking red, the Batman. <laughs> and then it goes, man. And it's just, it's fucking there. And you're well, just, you're already fucking in it. So, uh, and the music is so fucking good. Well, when I told Ashley, because makeup is so good, those vo- Joker dudes. Anyway, I'll get this out of the way. My opinion of the movie is this I, I think it's my favorite Batman movie. And. I, the reason I like it the most of any Batman movie because I think it successfully incorporates everything that makes Batman Batman. Yeah. So and it and it pulls from everything. There's inspiration from Keaton's Batman. There's inspiration from Nolan's Batman and and uh, the animated series and even Earth One Batman comics like so. There's so much that they're pulling from everything. You could and make that's you probably fuck, you why could, I love it so you much. You could make the case that uh, Fair, uh, Colin Farrell is pulling from the uh, fucking Batman uh, series of the '60s a little bit with his over-the-top Oswald Cobblepot. But here's the thing: is it is over the top, but it works for the character. Um, but you could make an argument that even the original, like Adam West fucking series, has has a little bit of a stamp. You kind of. I mean, if you're making a Batman thing, anything, you kind of can't help but be influenced by almost everything. Yeah, there's so much yeah. out there, so yeah. much lore. Well, and it, and it really leans into um, its gothic roots too. And, yeah, and it leans into that 
um because the 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 costume reminds me of like gotham by gaslight in a way it kind of has that vibe because of the collar i never thought about that but yeah i do like i i really liked how they made the it made it basically like a a leather helmet you know you could see like the chips and 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 stuff by the end of it being collared i liked that yeah yeah because it's it's, this is what i think um and we're going to really break down the story of it, but I think for me, again, why I think it's my favorite Batman movie is I think it it, it commits 100% to what it wants to achieve. And what's it, what it wants to achieve is to show you that, look, you don't give a fuck about Bruce Wayne. Nobody does. Bruce Wayne is hardly in this movie. It's all Batman. And even when Bruce Wayne is in this movie, he's still Batman. Here's the thing, and though. That, and, I, and I understand how that could be a problem narratively, because at that point, it's like, how do these people not figure this out if he doesn't change his his personality any? That's a fair criticism. But I also love that about this movie, that Bruce Wayne just doesn't care if they know he's, you know, he does, but he also is like, I just don't care. I you're I'm you're nothing to me. You know, you're you, I don't care about you criminals, and that that shows differently at the end. Of the movie because towards the end of the movie I think he finally learns that all this anger and broodingness and this distance doesn't help him. Well, after you, I think that's because of what happens to Alfred. Honestly, you, you want to know my my favorite thing uh, about this movie? Honestly, more than anything about any other iteration of the Batman ever, any makeup artist knows that when you put a mask on somebody, you have to have some eye paint. Or else it looks fucking weird. If you want to yeah. make it look like the comics, you got to have some black eye paint to cover up the skin that's showing. And every Batman from fucking Keaton, fucking, uh, I don't know about West, but uh, Keaton, uh, Kilmer, Clooney. All, yeah, all of them. Bale. All of them had to have black face, uh, black eye paint to have those masks. And every time, they show him a bunch of times, after he gets done being Batman, he takes off the thing and he's got... Like it looks like he's he looks really goth, like a goth kid. It's very emo, yeah. Right, but it's just hey, he hasn't wiped them, and I think they even show him wiping off the 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 eye uh, makeup at one point. Yeah, I think they do, and it's like fucking thank you for giving me that you know little what's, thing. You know what's I'm funny? not an idiot. You know what's funny is <laughs> the first movie to ever do that was Kickass to ever actually show that process. I like that movie. How do you not like that give movie? A shit about kick ass. But I'm just saying, Nick Cage was the first one to do that on screen. Not any Batman. It was Nick Cage. Yeah. And even in this movie, they don't even show him putting on the eye makeup. That's all I'm saying. That's one of the yeah, reasons they don't show him putting it on. That's one of the reasons why I loved it too. Is is just that little detail of him having the raccoon eyes and having that smeared makeup. Yeah. Is is just the le- that was like that little. Yeah. Level of detail is really cool, and you know it's amazing that we haven't seen that really in a Batman movie ever before. And yeah, there's just it's so hard to talk about well, this in movie the other in and, the other because there's so much I want to talk about. But well, in the other movies, real quick, in the other movies, um, well, I, I don't want to spend forever on eye makeup. No, no, but in the other movies, he's constantly <laughs> going back and forth to the Bruce Wayne that is like the the public figure, right? And in this uh, movie, he does he doesn't that much. Yeah, so. Even at the funeral, he's still brooding and doesn't say shit. Yeah, but you know, he doesn't have his eye makeup. What? what? He doesn't have his eye makeup on, though. He just doesn't have his eye makeup. Will you just stop? I don't know. Talk about the movie, please. Anything. Anything in this eye makeup discussion. I'm one out. 
I really <laughs> liked the um, the vegetable uh, mask. I want to get one. No, I don't like that. What? I like that he has a diary because again, yeah, again, again, how this is Batman and more Batman than a lot of people think is we really haven't had a Batman movie with narration. This is the first Batman movie to incorporate narration. Yes. And if you've read a Batman comic, it's all internal monologuing. It's all captioned monologues from We're Bruce. getting Batman who knows he's far enough into being Batman that he knows what two, he wants two years to accomplish. In this story, yeah. But he's not far enough in it that he has completely figured it out. And this movie is largely about him figuring out what it takes to be Bruce Wayne and Batman in Gotham City for the best of Gotham, to yeah. to 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 give the best that he can to Gotham, uh, and and it, it you know we'll get to the end scene obviously, but that's a big part of it. I had a burp. That's disgusting. Um. So, uh, yeah, the movie is an interesting start because I was thinking because this whole time I'm and I love that they say it's like he's two years into it, he's still kind of young, he's still kind of figuring things out. Um, but we we skip his origin story, which thank God, because I was sitting yeah. there, I was really really sitting there, and I I noticed the binoculars at first with that first shot, so I was like, wait a minute, this is a little off. But then also, my feel my brain start to to turn, my gear starting to turn of being like, well, maybe this is still Bruce trying to go to the thing, and then thank God it wasn't. But I uh, this why I love this this opening scene and why I love it that the Riddler's in the first shot of the movie and not Batman yeah. because it immediately smacks you in the face with its tone like it clubs you in the back so of the head fucking creepy it, when you when you finally when he's walking see him by just and you see his there. glasses Ugh. but like this movie literally takes the fucking carpet tool and smashes you in the head and being like this is the movie we're watching. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be violent. It's going to be dark. It's not your granddaddy's, like, Batman. Which, by the way, Batman's always been dark, so this is nothing. Paul Dano fucking but, but knocks it out of the park. Dude. That is such Fuck. a great start to the movie because it 100% is a so, uh, tone setter. Yeah. And, it's either, and that's really the part where you're like, I'm either on board with this or not. Because it's creepy, and it's violent, and it's jarring. And then the next immediate scene, we don't have any other thing other than Batman's there at the crime scene. And then I love this so much because then this is what the and this is what this movie was always about. And it's another example of something that's so tied to the character that we have never seen before. This is a this is a cop procedural. This is a detective story, one hundred percent. And Ashley pointed out it's like a video game. Like the pacing of this movie is like playing a video game because it is it is okay. You went to this part. You got to figure out this puzzle to get to the next next objective, to you know. And by the way, Matt Greaves, thank you for giving us um, riddles that um, our our, our four year old you know kids could solve like readily. Like I really appreciate that you that you gave us enough respect to uh, to our intelligence to give us genuine hard to solve riddles. And that's and that's a bold strategy for him to make his first Batman movie be the Riddler because the Riddler doesn't have very many stories because he's hard to write because it's hard to write the traps and the riddles and the yeah. and the ways that he can you know and and it's not an easy character to write so yeah. I, I props to him for doing that and also giving it its own unique flair because you know however you might feel about Jim Carrey's performance it's at the time was still pretty accurate to what the character was the riddler was just another 
Joker type character. I, and then throughout the years, you can appreciate you can appreciate that Carrie took a lot of in, inspiration from Gorshin's uh, Riddler in uh, in the in the Adam West series because Adam West or, or Gorshin made him that kind of like he 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 you yeah. know and Carrie took, this Batman Carrie was perfect to play that role and he did a great job of it. Unfortunately, the movie as a whole is just shit. Uh, I watched it the other day and I barely made I it. I fucking love that movie. You got to be kidding me! Just for how bad it is. Okay. Oh, it, I know it's garbage, but I, I well, you gotta understand that's my. All I gotta say. No, is, no, 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 no. Listen to me, motherfucker. You grew up. You had Keaton Batman when you were a kid. Guess what I had? I had fucking Schumacher Batman. So I get it, shit. But it's my childhood you're talking about. So <laughs> this. Also, when are we getting Batman? Batman No Way Home. I want that. When are we gonna get all the so Batman? So Two Face is robbing a bank, and everybody in the what city do do? is no, we're not there. doing this. You know what? Hey. Hey, save it for the Batman commentaries. Save it. Because <laughs> I want to talk about the good Batman movie with the Riddler in it, the Batman. Okay. So, yeah, but I love this <laughs> I love this scene, too, because Batman throughout this movie actually figures out all these riddles pretty quick. Yeah. And I think that really adds to just well, saying... Well, Gordon has a, a role in helping out, too, which is... I know, but what I'm saying is it, it leans into his detective... In intelligence, like they're showing you but that that's what kind of makes is it really smart, right? But that, um, I mean, uh, what I was saying is that it lends itself to show the kind of relationship that Gordon and and uh, and Batman have, right? Which is, hey, you know, um, you know, we respect each other enough to go to do yeah. back and forth and figure shit out. Well, then, and and again, tone setting that's what this movie does right away. Not that the other cops don't really like him. Other cops hate Batman, but Gordon. He says, "Hey, he's with me." They don't really like Gordon either. Yeah, and that and that's why because they're all. It's this it, again. It ties to what makes Batman Batman, and this is why. And we're going to talk about Ben Shapiro later in this episode. Yeah. But this is why anybody that says I was that, having a good time. Let, let's shush. <laughs> you need it. You need it. You need Ben Shapiro's take. <laughs> so you shut you, your mouth right you now. You need it. You need it. And by need it, I mean you need to hear us rip into that fucking turd. Fucking turd. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Didn't plan that. No, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was off the... Off the just, that was... It was off, off the cuff. Off oh. Uh, okay, <laughs> just go. <laughs> we suck. I'm sorry. We tried to get everybody I'm, no, to go to Baker Fest with us, and nobody wanted to go. Nobody likes us. Yeah. Why are you bringing up that shit? Now I'm going to cry. Um... <laughs> So back to the show. God, what are we talking about? Batman. Uh, <laughs> uh, I really did lose my train. <laughs> I was talking about... Oh, well, okay. So, no, anybody that sees this... Sorry, I didn't mean Excuse to pop me. the mic there. So yeah. in, anybody that sees this movie and, and looks you dead in the face and tells you that this isn't what Batman is about, they're a fucking moron. Because there are, as I pointed out, so many different elements of the character that are woven into this movie, and Jim Gordon is one of them. Jim Gordon is actually competent, and I'm not. And there's going to be obvious comparisons between The Dark Knight and The Batman because they're the two best Batman movies. I get that. And I think what Gary Oldman does with Gordon in The Dark Knight is good. I think I love Gordon in those movies. Yeah. But I like this Gordon more because I. It's he is working in tandem with Batman. They're a team in this, and yeah. they're a team in Nolan's movies. But majority of the time, Batman's doing a lot of the the fighting and stuff. And you're actually seeing Gordon be a very active member of the story. He yeah. he's never really been a main character in any Batman movie. Not really, no. Um, in in Bur- in the Burton verse, including Schumacher's, 
because um, all four of those movies are in the same you know universe. Uh, it's Pat Hingle who, by by the time of the first movie, is too old to do any action pieces. <laughs> yeah. um, no, seriously, like, great, yeah, no, great yeah. actor, great actor. But and besides, they that he wasn't really Gordon. You know, what I no, mean? like the way that they made that character. No, but yeah, you're right. And and so so Nolan was the first time we actually got to see Gordon do stuff. Yeah. And I just think it's a whole different level with um, shit in the Adam West stuff, uh, which is the other iteration that we've seen uh, of of uh, live action. Uh, he was a dude in an office. He never left his office. Yeah, he talked to them in the office and all right, go do your but, shit. But what's what's crucial about this scene showing off, you know, the detective and intelligence of Batman, because uh, he says he didn't die from the the blood loss of his head. He died from his hand, and they show that the guy had his thumb severed off. And again, something that Batman figured out. And then we have the uh, thumb drive. What happens? What happens when liars uh, sleep? They lie, or die. What, or what happens, happens after a liar is yeah. dead? They, he lies still. Yes. And that Batman figures that out right away. Yeah. And then that leads them to another scene. We get to see him go back to the Batcave and Alfred be like, "Hey, have you slept?" And Bruce Wayne's like, "Nah, dude." Uh, which, by the way, in the journal, he says October 31st, the beginning of the movie. Oh, we totally skipped past the actual first scene of the movie I of Batman. You. was him beating up the clowns. But you I did- started with the fucking vegetable mask. Yes, but we did. You which d- is part of that whole sequence. You did, you did but we never really I like. Gave you, uh, I gave you an arrow to the right anyway, path. Anyway, I know, I know. But I'm saying we really didn't talk. We didn't elaborate on it as much as this, but that's fine. Whatever. It's just a scene where he beats up a dude. Uh but it, there's a lot of it's it's, it's really it, great to what's cool about introduce it is him Gotham. coming out of the shadows. He introduces Gotham, yeah. but the he reason introduces I, the, the city that I, he's in. Yeah, go the ahead. Reason sorry. I touch on that is because he writes the date and it's again the narration in the journal. Yeah, but it says October 31st, right? And at the end of this movie, he says November 6th. And I'm like, that all happened in a fucking week. <laughs> Jesus, and he didn't sleep any of that time. Yeah. <laughs> That's why at the end of the movie, his eyes are fucking bloodshot. <laughs> but that's the thing that kills me about this movie is just how condensed. Like, but I like that it's condensed in that in, in a in a week because it shows you how like how pertinent everything is. Yeah. But um, so yeah, th- then we we go out later. We kind of we find out about him on the case with Gordon again, and then they go to the car that, of the victim and they find the thumb drive. That's why his thumb was severed off. That actually made me giggle. No, and that was fun. Like, and I when he goes thumb drive, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why that's funny. It's awful. But that no, that's what I love about it is there's nice there thumb. is some dark humor in this movie, yeah. and and this movie doesn't it doesn't the, the little bits of humor that are in it. And there's very little, but when it's in there, it's subtle, so it doesn't take you out of the movie. Like Penguin is. Is funny in this movie. Like when they confront him and they show him this dead body, he's like, "Oh, why are you showing me that?" Yeah, like yeah. fucking. And then he and then he uses that line of like, "World's greatest detective's my ass." Yeah. Like like just like he's so goofy, but he works. It, it's weird. So that's we we find the thumb drive, and then that leads us to the iceberg lounge, where we meet Colin Farrell's penguin, who is indistinguishable. Who, by the way, I love. I love the also, way. Also, Iceberg Lounge. Fuck hey, yeah! Whoa, whoa, whoa! There, sweetheart. Hey, yeah, like, hey take I it love, easy. I love. Yeah, and we talked about this off the air. I, I seriously think uh, Colin Farrell watched uh, the Untouchables uh, 
um, oh, with yeah, De Niro's. Because, yeah. uh, dude, I, I, I've seen Untouchables so many times. That's a so, movie I've never actually seen all the way through. I'll let you borrow it. Um, but uh, one of my favorites and one of De Niro's best performances, he's not in it a whole lot. Uh, he's probably in like five or is six he scenes. Is Al in that movie? Yeah, but he's the main character is Elliot Ness. It's, you know, Kevin Costner and yeah, Sean Yeah, Carter the team that takes out Capone. Right, but he does show up and he has his own set pieces and whatnot, but um, I really do think, because he has the same like <laughs> mannerisms, the same accent, like, hey, sweet on it, you know, like yeah. it's just the whole, but man, what a, I'm, I'm really glad that Russell Crowe, or that, uh, that Colin Farrell did not, go down the Russell Crowe like path mm. of like the douchebag like you know for uh you know you know foreign sounding actor you know <laughs> no he seems I like, like a, I was like, I don't know where you were going with that so no, I was just kind of but you know you like Russell Crowe was like you know yeah. the uh and and Collins from Ireland oh, so they're uh, not another example of what I love about uh mm. Battinson is uh when he goes to the Iceberg Lounge Luke's point it's the twins, but Luke was like, Is that a reference to Tweedledee, Tweedledum? Like like Maybe. That's I was thinking maybe, but who or you know, maybe it's just a cute little trick. But anyway, uh he goes with like the twin henchmen. So he goes in, beats the fuck out of some henchmen. But my favorite part of that was like, You better get out of here, or that suit's gonna fill with blood and he goes, Mine are yours. And yeah. I was like, That's a cool line. Yeah. So then he goes in Oh, we also find out before this that his uh Eyes have contact lenses that yes are surveillance, which will come into play later. Which again, pulling from everything that is Batman, that is from a video game, that is from the uh, Batman Telltale series. They were the first ones to introduce contact lenses as like a surveillance tool for Batman. They here's the thing I really like uh, going along with that is there's a lot of like really futuristic like on the cusp of of, of stuff uh, technology. Right. And that's why I think this movie is tied closer to Burton's Batman than most people think because that movie had modern technology but had a 50s noir vibe. That's what I was going to say is right. yeah, like the 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 environment they're in it's is modern, so like 60s yeah. 70s grimy like New York. It's because uh But they're using cell phones yeah. and contact lenses with fucking computers in them and, and shit. And that's because the art deco is so fucking good in this movie. Yeah. Like the design of every set, you're right, looks so it's like this weird futuristic or like contemporary noir look. Yeah. Like it's hard to explain. Yeah. But and and the Iceberg Lounge is a great example because we visit that place a few times, and each time it's that it's from the the, the promotional shit. And it's that hard red light when he goes in. It's all there's never any light. Yeah. Even later when he goes back and he fights the henchman, which is a fucking badass set so piece, cool. where the guns are going off and it's dark again. There's no light anytime he's in that room in that in that area. There's let's let's just talk about how cool that that one scene was because sure i don't remember fuck it we'll jump around yeah but this one um i really want to talk about it because there's something to be said for giving me a a a fixed camera from a distance and then giving me more not the the not straight up stark black and white but giving me just enough to tell what's going on yeah with and using the story uh, and, yeah. and the action to tell me what's going on. He, do, he does that throughout the whole movie. Love it. it he, he like you fucking ta- love it. Like man. you talked about it, the literal first shot of the movie is of Riddler being in the background. You know what's more horrifying whole time. than seeing like the horror monster in a movie is the implication of the horror monster Just standing there waiting, right? Stalking. Yes, the exactly the first time we see Riddler right He's there is just him. like. 
He could kill him right away, but he waits. Oh my god, that's so fucking creepy. Like Dano just fucking. But, but that's nails the thing is is but that's the beauty of such this. a good actor. That's the beauty of this is the duality of what they were doing with Riddler and Batman because Batman, when the first shot you see, he comes from out of the dark alleyway mm. and he does it multiple times. I love like the and whole. It's like, and it's, it's you just, hear his footsteps forever before you see him, and all the Jokers are like, yeah, and it's oh, man. Don't even get me fucking started on the sound design of this movie. Holy shit. Um, I want to watch this with headphones and just lock into it and yeah. just be fully Fuck engrossed. It, uh, so that's probably what I'm going to do when it comes to HBO Max mm. in April. But um, April? Yeah. Wow. This is only going to be in theaters for 45 days. This, cool. This is their test. This is their test idea to release movies in theaters still, like having their cake and eating it too. That's far. Still getting subscribers. Sounds good to me. I like it. Yeah. Fuck it. If they're gonna put it up. Earlier than the fucking like six month window or whatever they do now. Look, there's gonna be people who are still gonna want to go to the theaters, I and will, that's yeah, fine. And I'll still watch. But these. there's also gonna be people like me Tyler, who are like, I don't want to go see it in the theater. The second this fucking movie gets put on HBO Max, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna stop what I'm doing, put the baby to sleep, and watch this fucking movie. You know, I woke myself up early the day that Dune came out, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, fucking the Peacemaker finale. I stayed up till two a.m. to watch that shit. I, I didn't that night. Uh, I accidentally saw the end of. Uh, um, uh, I, I woke up at like three in the morning one night because I went to sleep at like six or something for yeah. a, for a nap. Yeah, but the, you're right. Like, it, there's so many moments, and this is why I think Matt. It, I, he did. The War, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War of the Planet of the Apes before yep. this, and I love those movies. He's so good at being a visual storyteller mm-hmm. that again, you're right. He uses a static shot to pull you in of just this creeping, thudding like that. Jesus, thudding, sorry. thudding, sorry, thudding <laughs> sound. Nice job, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying you were doing the. It was a part of the bit. That's that's if exactly you, if right. If you would have just like they wouldn't have even known if you would have just kept going, man. You just gotta. I like to be me. You gotta brush your shoulder. I'm a fuck up kind. Of. <laughs> hey, it's all right. Aren't we all? Anyway, back, <laughs> hey. back to the Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so the Iceberg Lounge <laughs> stuff. I loved him. Beating up those guys because uh, this there's actually not a ton. There, there's a third act set piece and there's action there, but there's not a ton of action throughout. A lot of it's detective work, and I'm I, okay with that. I liked that. it. I liked it. Yes, it worked perfectly fine for me because you know what? The action piece set pieces are so visceral. I, that is the move. The 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 word that I was thinking on the way out. Yeah, was visceral. Like I felt shit. I felt terror. I oh, felt uh, yeah. exhilaration. Time I felt anxiety. I felt the rush of the penguin being like, I got you, I got you. And then and then I felt the the anxiety of like, here he comes anyway. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. I felt that shit. And dude, that's to me is the, is the mark of a good filmmaker yeah. is I felt the emotions that the characters were feeling as they were yeah. happening. And that that's also a credit a lot to the sound design. Because sound design, really good sound design, can really fucking bring oh, you yeah, into the no, environment. Oh, this, yeah, this, the, no, the score to this movie was fucking phenomenal. You want to know what's really funny, too, is you said that uh, as soon as you finished a movie that you wanted to watch it again. Yeah. Almost every uh, thing, they, they're doing, uh, um, CBR.com is doing exclusive interviews with uh, uh, the Batman cast this weekend. Yeah. And it's on YouTube or uh, Facebook. Excuse me, I had to burp and hiccup. Anyway, oh, those, um, those are the worst. Yeah, right into the. Uh, anyway, so um, but every time he's at, uh, he's the, the same guy interviews all the people, and he says to him like, 
First off, let me just say, uh, including to Matt Reeves, he says, my biggest compliment I can give you is that as soon as the movie was over, I was like, I, I could spend another three hours in this world. Yeah. And it's so fucking true, dude. It's so true. And that's the thing. As visceral and grimy and, na- and nasty as this movie, this world is, I still want to watch it. Fuck dark and gritty, man. Fuck that shit. It is, though. No, but it's not. It's grimy. <laughs> and what did you say? Uh, and dirty. Dirty and visceral. and Visceral and grimy. I'll take that any day over fucking dark and gritty. And it, well, and, and it, to me, it's also a great example of what this character can do and what this medium can do when you let people, when you say, okay, yes, we have that main canon continuity that we have, but here's here's this Elseworlds movie that's the Batman, DC- or this Elseworlds Joker movie, like, and they and I think DC gets that, and they they've understood that okay. We can't beat Marvel on their terms and, and do it. So how we're going to compete with Marvel is take what they've done and built an intelligent enough audience that we can say, okay, this Batman isn't connected to this. It's its own story. And it's fucking working, dude. Yeah. DC, it really, is, it really DC is. is so much better at these single movies where you... And granted, uh, James Gunn's movie is like a, a requel where it's like a reboot sequel. It's still tied to the DCEU, but... Mm. It still was a movie where he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. Yeah. He's got to tell the Batman story he wanted to tell. Yep. And I think DC is starting to understand if we can put up the money to get these filmmakers that really care about this shit, it'll yeah. work out. The the interviewer, I fucking hate this, but of course he's like, is there any extra uh, material? Is there a different cut? And Reeves is like, no. This is exactly the movie I, I wanted. I think and it, Warner Brothers it gave me the exact movie that I wanted to make. There is, he literally looks at the camera and goes, there is no other cut. I, you know who you are, you I fuckers. Was, well, and I was talking to, I was talking to Ashley, I was talking to Ashley uh, about this and I said, I don't think this movie would have changed my opinion on it either way if it was rated R or not. No. And she, she was shocked. She goes, it wasn't rated R? And I go, no, that was PG-13. I was like, they skirted the, the rating as much as they could. Yeah, they all, all that happens when that happens is is they just keep they resubmitting get, they got their, the movie they got to their, the MPAA. Uh, they got their fuck out in the beginning. Yeah, I mean- Happy fucking Halloween. The, the, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they all, all that regardless, movie studios do, they just resubmit it to the MPAA after they get notes. Regardless, this is kind of a Until they get the rating they want. He goes to the Iceberg Lounge, meets Penguin. Penguin says, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Get out of here. And then that's where he sees Selena Kyle. And then very creepily uh, surveils her from afar. Yeah. But he gets out of his... And he does this a few times, which I think is funny because it's like, okay, I understand why he got out of his suit and did more of like a stealth approach. But then it's also like, that's still a lot of shit to put back on, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't look like Anyway, he follows her back to her apartment um, finds out that she puts on this little cat suit and she goes out to uh, get her friend's passport back that was stolen from her. And that's where he's like, Selena, what's going on? I need you to get me inside the Iceberg Lounge. I don't believe Penguin, you know. Uh, then so she agrees because he said he'll help her find her friend. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we get to see what he sees through the lenses because she puts on his contacts and he goes in and... She meets a. That's where she finds the DA, and because this whole movie, in the background, we keep seeing this talk about Salvatore Mark. Uh, well, Mar- before this happens, by the way, the police commissioner who shows up at the first crime scene. Has oh, and then he gets killed. Yeah. killed. Yeah, 
So yeah. So well, the you, next. You're right. You're right. Because this is a great example. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad you reminded me because this is a great sequence of why I love this interpretation of Batman and Jim Gordon's relationship. Because they get into a big fight because a cop tries to touch Batman. He like slaps him away, like fuck off kind of thing. Yeah. And then the, the interim commissioner's like, no, I could get you for assaulting an officer. Yeah. And Gordon's like, all right, just let me talk to him. And then they're like, all right, everybody get out for two minutes. And then he gets up in his face like he's giving him the fucking business of like talking shit like, what the fuck you? But in reality, he's whispering to him how to get out. Yeah. He goes, you got to hit me. He goes, what? And he's like, you got to hit me. And then here's a key. Take this door. Go up here or whatever. So then, yeah, they're talking, and it's just so it's such a cool scene because it's funny. It's kind of funny, he, and he, it, again, it's a little bit of humor in there yeah. of him being like, because he gets up in his face and he's like, "Listen, you gotta punch me in the face." He like, uh, <laughs> he 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 actually says uh, he talked he talked about that, and he he told Pattinson to just hit. Yeah, him. Yeah, and he really punched him. <laughs> he's like, "I wanted to make it authentic." I'm like, "All right." Yeah. So so yeah, he punches Gordon, then takes off, and then shoots his grapple hook up, and he leaves, which I thought was a really cool sequence of, again, those two just trusting each other because they know that the cops are corrupt. They know everything is so fucking shitty that they just trust each other. And so he leaves, and then he tries to do his little flying squirrel suit, which I thought was interesting, different glide mechanic than any other story. So he like grabs his cape around. Can I just say zips it up? Yeah, that was out of. All of the movie, that was probably the only part of the movie that I was like, this is fucking goofy. Yeah, I yeah, I thought it was okay. From his perspective, it was cool as fuck, but then when they showed him and yeah. he's got this fucking rubbery thing on, it's like... <laughs> small criticism. Very small criticism. Uh, okay, well. Uh, yeah, I, I could understand that. <laughs> but yeah, now that you bring it up, I was like, oh, this is... What is that? Yeah. And then, uh, well, my favorite part is he wrecks it and just fucking eats shit and then just gets up like, and then he just walks away and then we're, <laughs> and then we're in the next scene. I was just like, again. He totally that, makes that noise. And I laughed, but then I was like, are we supposed to laugh? Is that like a little comedic scene? I don't know. I'm laughing either way. But um, No, but I think it shows. Um, that he Reeves, isn't perfect. Reeves takes great care to show how vulnerable and mortal Batman is. Yeah, and how he's he's still only he's in his second just year dude. of doing this. You notice also that out of all of the... I don't know if we ever see Keaton shirtless. Not really. Not really any of the Burton movies do we see him like shirtless. But certainly he's yeah. uh, built as fuck in uh, Dark Knight uh, and also in the uh, Snyder, you know. Oh, and uh, Kil- Kilmer was shirtless too. Yeah, I mean he's probably. The point is, is when you see when you see Pattinson shirtless, he's not some roided out fucking protein freak. Yeah, he's just a dude who's in pretty good shape, and he's and not. He's... And he's not as big as Ben Affleck. No, not by a long shot. Yeah. I mean he's toned. You know he's no, healthy, but I'm just saying but... size wise, Ben yeah. Affleck is uh, Ben he's Affleck's wh- like six almost, five. He's almost well. I mean Pattinson is, is kind of tall. He's not that height, but. Um, he's he's wiry compared to like I'm wiry. Well, he's wiry compared to Affleck is just fucking built, dude. You know, like he's just a brick shit house. Um, uh, that's one thing I like too is is they kind of showed that like he's he's he really is just a guy who fucking dresses up in a suit that helps keep him alive. But well, uh, he's in I, danger of dying talking. every time he goes out. Well, he fails the whole movie. Pretty much, he doesn't stop the Riddler. He just he. He figured out the riddle to lock him up, but Riddler saw that as a win because Riddler thought they were a team. Mm. 
we'll get to that. We'll get there. Well, we're in spoiler territory. So, um, well, I mean, we're almost there. I'm kinda, anyway, I'm, well, really. I'm kind of at the point of like, I just want to talk about the things that I really liked. Uh, because I kind of want to just skip around because we get to that scene, we find out the DA's dirty. The DA gets a little chatty with Selena. And then that's when he gets trapped by the Riddler in his car with the like saw style bomb on his neck. Bomb collar. And then they, that's the scene from the trailer where they ram him through the funeral service for the commissioner. And then he gets out with his mouth taped. It says, no more lies. He's got the hand thing. And it's a phone call from Riddler. And then Ugh. we see this that static shot of Batman walking into frame again. And it's a great scene because Riddler says you have three. You have to answer three riddles in two minutes to take the collar off. Mm. And he, every riddle is related to justice. And Batman, again, figures it out almost immediately each time. He's like, it's justice. It's and like, bribes. It's bribes. Bribes. And like, he was like immediately on it. And then he's like, who's the name? And that scene is harrowing because you can see the fucking timer on the neck collar. And so you could actually see it ticking away, ticking away. And this guy literally rather died than give out the name because he's like, I'm fucking dead either way. And so, yeah, that explosion was gnarly. Yeah. Because, again, amazing sound design. And that's where, that was the scene that led to him fighting the cops. And that 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 whole... That ear ringing sound and this like the disorientation of what happened is just is so great, and I mean and that's what I love too is that scene before it, it was him being Bruce Wayne but it was still just him brooding well, around. When he wakes up, uh, surrounded by cops, he's naturally like, "Oh fuck, I got to get yeah, out of here," yeah. and you know you do see that you know no matter what he's trying to tell himself, he does give a shit about his identity. And you're, you're, alter ego. you're also totally right. And even by the end of this movie about what Matt Reeves does with this character is, um, and that's why I love the Daredevil show so much is he gets beat up a lot. Yeah. He gets knocked out a couple times in this movie because he's only, a, he's only human. He's a dude in a suit. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. And, and I love that it really drives that home. Like, that's the, like the, the, you know, I've, I've the rubber or the leather mask that he's wearing a leather mask. And like, by the end of it, you see a couple of chips taken out like off of a, a, a off of a yeah, catcher's you see where his hel- where he got shot in the head. Yeah. Kind it. of. And it's kind of like, not really the Boba Fett, like, you know, yeah. dent, but it's kind of cool. Cause you're like, he's a, just a dude, man. Well, I like that later in the movie when he gets inside, he cuts open some police tape, you find out that he has the his the symbol on his chest that are actually batarangs. I was like, yeah. that was a cool yeah. little touch. I like that. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> my dog's sleeping. He's, he's taking a nap. Sleeping away. Sleep away, Cooper. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Uh, Believe in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna write a uh, really overly like. Um, Hang in there, buddy. We're gonna write an overly <laughs> empowering song for the world. Maybe, no, we need to focus. That needs to be the what's in the mouth thing. <laughs> Believe in yourself. What's in your mouth? What's in my mouth? What's in your mouth? Let's find out together. <laughs> wow. Wait, what? Well, anyway, back I to mean, Batman. We're both eating the same thing, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, why don't we check in with our good old buddy, uh, Ben Shapiro, oh. and hear his thoughts oh. on Batman. All right. And then, Gross. actually, you know what? We'll save it. I'll save it for a little bit later. Well, in the let's show. let's finish the review. Because um, we're not doing. I'm not. I don't want to do beat by beat of no, the story. But yeah. so, but but so, 
you've seen the movie at this point, right? So we don't have to fucking break down everything for you. Uh, but the things that I really like, let's talk about the we can we can break down the moment between him and and the Riddler in the in the prison because that's pretty badass. Well, even even before that, I I think it, the the sequence before that, uh, which is really funny because uh, we it hits every beat that it needs to. Like the back, so we finally get a Batmobile chase scene. That part was fucking cool, man. Because the whole time we don't see, we hadn't seen the car yet, because he'd only been riding around on the bike. And uh, yeah, so for a second I thought you were talking about like a Schwinn, and I'm like, I don't remember (laughs) that. Just pedaling around on the bat cycle. Hey, come back. Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And you just see this fucking red fucking little rectangle. The best part is. I knew that this was going to happen because I knew that he chases the penguin in the trailer. And the, but that rev is like a cool way of like, oh, fuck. Ugh. He does it for a while, yeah, too. And, that, and that's, again, his plan to the whole... He's such a theatrical bitch because he's Ugh. just like, I could hit these guys. I could drive. But I'm like, I'm going to rev my engine and scare him because I'm all about fear. Yeah, dude. All you can see is this little red thing. And, just and like, I da, 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 love da, da, da. the fact that this is a, not a tank. This is a muscle car. Because either it's... The more the the ridiculous shoot like the really cool uh, Burton ones the kind of more ridiculous looking uh, Schumacher or the Tumbler but this is yeah this is straight up like a fucking muscle car yeah and it looks like it because there's like a prequel there's a novelization that's kind of like a prequel to this and in that it says he's like a gearhead so the implication is he mod took that muscle car and he modified it into a Batmobile which I think is fucking cool yeah. And it, in a way, it kind of takes out the Lucius Fox character a little bit, but I mm. think if they, they're going to make a sequel because this movie made a shit ton of money. And I think they'll maybe touch on him because you don't really see him doing shit with Wayne Enterprises. You don't even know if he owns it. He lives in the tower, so I don't know. Anyway, getting off topic. But uh, that that whole sequence was just fucking great because, my God, the theme song to this movie is so fucking good. When he revs it, and it's just, and it, like that whole sequence, and then when he's chasing him, and it'll play the piano, play, blah, 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 and then they'll, every, almost every scene that Batman is in, they sprinkle in the theme, so, and then he'll hit it, every time he fucking hits it, and it's just so well paced, by the time, when I was, I remember sitting next to Luke, and the thing drops to make the ramp, and I go, you got to be fucking kidding me. Hits the ramp, flew the fire like in the fucking trailer, and then flips his car, and it's the same shot where he's hanging upside down. And I'm like, oh, my God. That that was the moment where I was like, I fucking love this shit. Dude, Because they're... Dun, dun, yeah. dun, and it's a horror movie. He's like Darth Vader. My my, <laughs> my thing was, he, you know, he's like, yeah, and, and they're, you know... I they're, got you! They're showing him, you know, close up, and then they show the, 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 the uh, Batmobile coming through, and he's like, oh, shit. And they show the Batmobile coming up, and, and they he hits Penguin's car, and it's all very, very stylized. And then as soon as he hits Penguin's car, it's like you're on the street watching a car accident. It goes immediately to realism. This car just gets fucked up. All the shit, just all fucking sorts of shit, and it's a static shot of him slowly walking into. No, no, that's uh, later. Yeah, yeah. But then, and then, but the actual accident is like clearly was done with practical effects. You know what I mean? Like, and then, yeah, and it's I love that that. shot of him, man. (sighs) And And then he looks down. 
Yeah, and then he just walks up and you know, <laughs> again, a little subtle humor in there. In there, but yeah, man, I just I remember sitting there with Luke and I'm like, this fucking score is amazing. And then, and every time, and it's this is what's so smart. And I wish more. And say what you will about the Snyder movies and 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 the Wonder Woman theme, but when that when Wonder Woman gets on screen and it goes, I get excited. I get into it. It pulls me in. And every time they bang this we get, fucking we theme get song, both I'm kinds in. of chubs, metaphorical <laughs> and literal. Because it's Wonder Woman, she's hot. <laughs> wow, not all the time. You misogynist. Anyway, no, uh, not all the time. I'm just saying, <laughs> right uh, in the right situation, in the right situation, I can get both kind of boners. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, where no, is well, it? That's when, uh, Zoe, where is that's it? when Zoe Kravitz on scene. Then you get, <laughs> then you get two boners. Um, because you're a cis white male. Uh, She was fantastic She's great Holy shit No dude The cast killed it in this She disappeared Even though most Pretty much all of her like Disguises were basically a wig Of a different color And uh, I really liked how You know The moment we see her uh, She's introduced She disappears into that Whatever persona Then as soon as she's home She's Selena Kyle Then when she goes back Into the club with the red hair She's a different You know what I mean like to me, that's a mark of a good actress or a good actor. I know they don't well, really care to be called actresses anymore. So, uh, a, a mark of a good actor to me is um, being able to to disappear yeah. into different roles in the same role. Like well, that's oh, huge. Geez, sorry, I didn't mean to move the mic. Fuck, I'm getting used to holding it. Uh, Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, you. that's the thing too about um, uh, Zoe Kravitz. She's just so good in anything she does, and she. When it was announced, honestly, I was totally in on Battinson when he was when he was announced too because I was like, he, you guys need to understand he has done so much better movies than the Twilight shit, and he's a. Really, I don't even consider him the same dude. He's a fucking great actor. I don't even. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, Robert Pattinson he, was not he, in Twilight. He kills it. Uh, Paul Dano kills it. Selena Kyle kills it. But that's the thing. Jeffrey Wright kills it. Colin Farrell. Well, that's kills what I'm saying. It. Every Circus. every cast member that was announced for this movie, I was excited for. Especially Zoe Kravitz. I was like, she's gonna be a fucking great Selena Kyle. She's yeah. gonna be an awesome Catwoman, and she was. Um, I do think that uh, the one thing that annoyed me about her, I don't think about or about her performance or the writing. I think it's just the character in general uh, of Selena because Selena and and she's written this way. She's frustrating because you want to root for her, but then she always does things that compromise the situation yeah. in some way. I liked how they actually showed her breaking into a safe. Yeah. That, that was her actually being the That bur- was actually burglar. a nice change. But like and I understand so we when when <laughs> they find out that her friend was killed by Falcone, which again, John Turturro as Carmen Falcone, fucking awesome. That was another thing too. People were bitching about John Turturro. I'm like, Why? you guys you guys know he does other stuff than comedies, right? Like he's a really good actor too. Been doing it for quite a while. He's oh, more- because of the Transformer movies? Well, just because of like the you know just no. he, he he well he did a bunch of stuff with Adam Sandler so he'd been doing a lot of okay comedy stuff. okay yeah so yeah there might be a, a, a generation but, that but only the, yeah, thinks of him that see, way that, yeah. there's a generation but that, that probably I know John Turturro from uh from uh what is it uh, Cro- Miller's Crossing the Coen Brothers uh, I know fucking, I know what you're talking about but I have not seen it look into your heart well, he, well yeah and he's a frequent collaborator with the Coens so mm, yeah so he's yeah he's anyway uh he's great in this too but uh. That but that sequence getting to the iceberg lounge is so frustrating because it's like 
her going in there to kill him is fucking suicide. It's a terrible decision. Yeah. Why not wait for Batman to help? And then, yeah, so she does that. But then he chases after her in his, like, stealth getup and sneaks in and fights everybody in there. And then we get, well, she has a fight scene with Carmine Falcone, which I thought was interesting mm-hmm. uh, because then the voicemail got leaked, which, again, was like, if Selena, you just would have waited. We could have got him. But you had to, again, because they took some liberties with her character and decided to make her the daughter of Carmine Falcone. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting choice because I'd never seen that before yeah. or heard that before in, in, in Batman stuff. I'm not against it, uh, be, but I, that's what I like about it so much is, again, it's another example of this is Matt Reeves' version of Batman. They, cha- they changed enough of Batman uh, uh, about this, the stories and the little different things that are supposed to be, whatever. They changed enough of it to make it a new iteration to me, but they didn't change... The, the the important stuff, right? You know, Selena they Kyle. To, they stuck to the core of the character. Selena Kyle is in this movie is the daughter of Carmine Falcone. Does that make her a different character? No, but it's a cool thing. It's like a cool little twist. Yeah. Uh. So wait, Thomas Wayne was maybe not a doctor, but he was running for office at some point. Does that make the Batman any different? No. No. He still gets killed. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Calm the fuck down, well, no, everybody. But, but that's the thing. That's another thing I like <laughs> that I like about this movie. Um, again, what do you mean you're gonna gender swap a character? What the hell? God damn it! A black Selena Kyle. What the hell? Black Catwoman. What the black Jim Gordon? Oh yeah, there's a ton of right wing shitheads out there that are like, well, all the white people suck and all the people of it, color. By are the good. way, um, when I see one of you fucking shitheads out there with like those Punisher like flag, you know, <laughs> like you're you're trying to be so tough. Yeah. Uh, all I see is a fucking big old fucking jar of Gerber's baby food with <laughs> fucking wheels. Just on like it. you and Pussy. your fucking stupid ass trucker convoy. Seriously, you aren't tough and you're not cool and you're probably a fucking giant coward. So shut the. Yeah, well, no, 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 yeah. Most of those people are fucking losers that are just grifting. Fucking uh, like shit. Like a Ben Shapiro or like There's uh, a lot of the quartering. Or, building based on the fucking stickers on cars. I, I, you know what? I, one of these, we when we used to do uh, Tinfoil Radio, we used to <laughs> take down people that we thought were dangerous and, and share conspiracies and were really just shitty people. Uh, I want to do that on this show and talk about grifting assholes like that who are like the uh, the quartering or geeks and gamers and uh rk outpost is the one that i saw on twitter that he brought up in his review of this movie saying that yeah all the black people are or people of color are good and all except for batman and alfred all the white people are bad and it's like ben i know but here's the thing here's the thing should we tell him about malcolm x <laughs> well here's the thing though <laughs> my whole thing is like you could have talked about all of this movie and left that out. Yeah, it is so unnecessary to the rest of a review of this movie. What do you think about movie. Black Panther? For fuck's sake! <laughs> exactly. Jesus, Jesus Christ, man! I mean, well, they had one good white guy and one bad guy, white white guy, <sighs> so it kind of evened itself out. Uh, and, but and again, that's my point. <laughs> is, is 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 what what's never amazing? Stops. What's amazing about this movie? Never once when I was watching this did I think, man, I really wish Jim Gordon was a white guy. 
Never once did I think, man, Zoe Kravitz, I wish it was some other white chick. You know like, what else? None of that made any difference to me yeah. to the character because they stuck to the character. You can have any skin color, and as yeah. long as it's the same character, that's all that matters to me. You know what else I didn't think about uh, once during this movie is, man, I'm really glad that this movie is furthering the social left, uh, you know, Antifa agenda of uh, making sure that uh, there's no police in the streets. And, uh, you know, no police in the streets, but freaks know. in the sheets, whatever, baby, dude. I don't, whatever the fuck your yeah. fucking bullshit is. But, well, yeah. we'll get, we'll get, I, I didn't think that once. No. And, and that's the thing too. They're, they're talking about the, you know, there's some people that could probably talk about, uh, the politics of this movie and in, in the, uh, but for me, the politics of the movie are simple. It's that. It's basically Gotham Corrupt- City is Chicago is <laughs> what I can gather. From yeah. It's, it. it's really just a story about corruption. And it's a real, and it's a story about. It's a story about a young Batman figuring out the effective way to be Batman because this whole movie he fails constantly. He gets shot at a lot. He's got really good armor apparently, but he gets shot at a lot. He gets beat up a lot. He doesn't really, like I said, he doesn't really stop the Riddler. He just plays his game to win it. And he even says to Gordon at one point, he goes, "We have to play his game." Yeah. There's no way we can. We're playing his game we're, we're, on his. Like it or not, we're playing his game. Yeah. yeah, and so like to see him still trying to do that Riddler plot and then go after Fel. And that was also when we find out about the voicemail. The whole time they thought Penguin was the rat, that the the guy that's ratted out everybody to the DA to put away uh, Salvatore Marconi. They thought it was Penguin. And then <laughs> then it's just so funny because after he kills the her Selena's friend, he just goes. Falcons have wings. <laughs> he doesn't say it like that, but it's also like, what else has wings? A he falcon? Kinda, he kind of did. He did, though, right? And Fal- I was just like, Falcons have wings. Hey. Fucking dummy. You guys. Fucking stupid ass. Falcons have wings. I also love there's a part where uh, Batman's looking through a crime scene and one cop gives him shit and Gordon goes, he's wearing gloves. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the very first crime scene. That's He's got a... That's what he's I'm saying. wearing gloves. I was like... That's what I'm saying. And there was another time a cop like tries to stop him, but it's just a cop and him, and then the cop eventually lets him do it. And I go again. I would have if I was Batman. I would have just taken my hands like this, holding them out, and been like, "Gloves, motherfucker." I'm not tampering with it. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, I am, but I'm not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the scene where she goes back to the iceberg lounge where he's got we and we referenced it earlier, but when he has that sequence where it's pitch black. And it's just all the only light you can see of the scene is the gunshots. That's such a fucking cool shot. So cool. That's such that it's in the preview. Some of it. Yeah, but that's what I again. That's what I love about Matt Reeves' approach is it's a visual uh, moment of again a static camera, but it's and it's just these like quick flashes. And I hate to I hate to bring up Kickass, but that's what it kind of reminds me of. Is there's a sequence in Kickass where she throws a flashbang, and the whole time it's just flashing lights of her jumping around shooting people. It's kind of the same concept here, and it works so effectively. Yeah, and it's so cool. I love it so much. And would you fucking marry it? I will. I fuck it. <laughs> well, so but here's the funny thing hey, about hey. here's the funny thing about this sequence. I thought this movie was over. I thought after he got Fal- Falcone. He brought the rat into the light, so then it looks like Penguin's about to shoot him because he's like, you fucking rat. I knew you were dirty whatever. Mm. And he takes out his gun to shoot him, and then you think he shoots him, but then Batman looks up and sees there's a bullet hole from the, the street light, and he goes, bring him into the light. And then that's where they find the Riddler. And like that whole 
sequence was where I thought, oh, they found the Riddler. And then I thought he was going to have an in- the interview at Arkham, and then that was going to be it. And then there's a whole other fucking, like, 30 minutes of this movie. I had to piss. I, 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 I had to piss that, within, like, the first 30 minutes. Well, you had beers. I had I, I had to, um, I, I, at a certain point during a movie, when I know it's kind of getting close to the end, you can kind of tell when you're... But didn't it feel like that, though? When didn't you're through... Feel, when when you got through, Riddler, that it didn't kind of feel like the end? Every movie has three acts. Uh, there's the first, second, and third act. And third act is the end, obviously. And every movie I see in the theater, right around the ending of the second act and the beginning of the third act is when I start thinking, man, I gotta pee. <laughs> and that was close to, you know, yeah, we go through the whole thing with, with the Riddler and, and, you know, they go and, oh, he's at the, you know, thing and they, and it's, okay, now what? Then they, you know, whatever, but. God, it feels like this movie is not quite done yet, you know. Yeah. And I'm it like, just, it fell off because it felt like the end. I didn't want to give myself the hope that I was going to pee soon, you know. Yeah. When they start doing the interview between them in the in the Arkham, and I'm like, yeah, I better, I better just, you know, re- re- resign myself to another 20 minutes or so because <laughs> I feel like something. Dude, else is I, well, well, I'd also had, I had, I did, I had some beers, but I also had a glass of water. So I really had a fucking pee oh, like yeah, 30 dude. minutes Yeah, this you just movie. drank like three things just to go wash right through it. Well, see, I ate a lot of popcorn. Man, and I tell you what, there is that no, there is never a more glorious feeling on this planet oh. than taking a long piss after a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't beat it, man. I was standing there, and I shit you not, I peed for like a good five minutes, it felt like. Yeah. I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Oh. And then and then Luke comes into the bathroom, and <laughs> Stall next to me and he just looks at me. And I'm like, I've been here for a while, and I go, <laughs> "You're just sweating. And you're, then I, you're out of breath." <sighs> yeah, pretty much. I'm just sitting there with with my dick in my hand, just being like, "This is this is a good. This was a good movie, huh? You got a towel or something?" <laughs> just sitting there with my dick in my hand, <laughs> sitting there with my dick in my hand, like the Riddler when he got caught. Uh, <laughs> speaking of dick in my hand, I gotta pee. So Riddler, uh, he gets caught. He um, starts his conversation by saying Bruce Wayne. He just keeps talking about Bruce Wayne. So then it kind of like sets up the scene where Batman, there's a lot of tension right away. So Batman has this look on like, oh, fuck, this guy figured it out. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That was fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing, too. I was like, holy shit, he knows... Yeah, and so then we also have that cool shot of Batman looking at the security camera being like, does this guy fucking know who I am? Yeah. And uh, be- because, you know, he'd already targeted Bruce Wayne after that, um, the whole thing, the car chase with Penguin, so we knew that. And that's where Alfred ends up in the hospital, which I thought was interesting because I thought they were going to kill him. I really thought they were going to just fucking ice I- I- Alfred right there. But yeah. th- I really liked that scene because that was, I think... For me, where Batman's emotions flipped, where he, because he says that's the first time I felt afraid to lose someone. Uh, I thought I'd never feel that again, and then they have the moment where they hold each other's hand, being like, "I love you. You're family to me. You're, you're, you're you know, you're my father figure." Yeah. Um. So the the whole Arkham sequence is really good and amazing, and that was the first time we really got to see. Paul Dano's face because his face had been covered the whole movie. I love like when he when he loses his shit when he realizes that Batman is not on his side or whatever when he loses his shit and he just keeps drawing out words like 
uh, I can't even like I, I'm just watching this performance yeah. and he's like no you know and it's just like yeah I don't know like it's hard yeah, because, to be- really get yeah. good unhinged on screen yes. and he fucking nailed it dude again it hits the beats it, it hits the beats of the Batman movie where we have an interrogation sequence and it's not trying to be the Dark Knight and I love that about it. Yeah. I love that it's not trying to replicate what they did there because yeah. it was done so well. Why try and do that? Do your own version of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that whole sequence is amazing. And and then then him saying like you're my best and it go and it's the, it's the same kind of intent the Joker had, but it's not the same. I scene. thought they were gonna try and shoehorn some shit in that he was like Bruce Wayne's forgotten brother or some well, shit. I, I thought, well, Luke thought they were going to do Hush uh, because yeah. in the animated version, the adaptation of it is Riddler is the main villain, not Hush. Huh. In the animated version, he's like, I thought they might have done that. And they refer- and I think it, Hush might be the next villain because they referenced, they had Hush on the screen when uh, he had his whole unraveling of saying the Waynes were dirty and the Arkhams and the Waynes are the most wealthy family. They made these lies of this renewal plan, but they just shoved a bunch you, of you could in. you could do hush and court of owls in the same movie yeah you could but do but it. if you look there's a guy the reporter that bruce swain had killed by marcon uh falcone right uh well that falcone we find out falcone killed without wayne's yeah knowledge. he just wanted to rough him up and he killed him uh but no uh, he wanted to quit politics no, he was trying to cover up the arc. Yeah, he was trying to cover up Martha being that she at was. At the end of the movie, ins- Martha was institutionalized. Right, but at the end of the movie, it's revealed to Bruce that by Alfred that Thomas Wayne was always a good guy. He wanted to quit politics. Falcone told Batman that Thomas wanted him to hush, take care of the problem. Yeah. but that wasn't the case at all. But anyway, the, the reporter's name is Elliot. Yeah, and Thomas Elliot is hush. So I was like, is that them trying to reference? And then again, having hush. Like, they really emphasize hush money part of that. Um, oh. But, like, that sequence is great. But then him explaining, again, this is how the movie gets, like you were talking about, ripped and, and pulled into our reality because we have Riddler talking about, have you, you were never an orphan. You were an orphan, but you never were because you got to go back to your little Wayne Tower and live and look down upon all of us. Well, I got stuck in these these orphanage houses. 32 30 a kid, room. 32 a room. And you know, living in the shit, and you, your family promised to take care of us with the renewal plan, and it never happened. And like to see again, it was so cool of like having that moment of Bruce's personal life and Batman converge, and seeing that look of. Uh, I feel like in that scene, Batman, in a way, sort of levels with him, but not all the way there because he still thinks he's a fucking psychopath because <laughs> he is, but um. I love the fact that uh, when he finishes off, because he brings up Bruce Wayne again, he goes, Bruce Wayne, the one that we never got. Yeah. And then, if you watch, this is, again, the subtlety of this movie and the subtlety of Pattinson's performance, because Robert Pattinson's eyes go from, like, narrowed to looking, and then when he finds out he still doesn't know he's Bruce Wayne, you notice how wide his eyes got? And you're, hey, it's back to that eye makeup, really making those eyes pop. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and that moment, and then he immediately flips on the switch to be interrogation Batman. I'm just like, okay, you don't know who I am. I'm going to fucking get some answers again. And then then we hear um, Riddler give out his plot of the real change. And he said that he had vans parked around and 
Batman goes, where are they? Where are they? And he punches the glass trying to get to him, and then they, he leaves. Well, then they start exploding. Yeah, well, no, but then it cuts to him going back to the house where he found, where, with the er, earlier, finds where all the drop heads are, which is the drop a weird drug they made for this movie? I don't know. Anyway, and then so he, then he rips open the carpet with the, the tool that was used to kill the mayor, or was that the mayor? Yeah, that was the mayor. Kill the mayor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the first shot, first scene of the movie, and then he reveals like, "Oh shit, these are where all they are." And as he sees them, it's cut together to show oh, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 fucking vans going off, destroying the seawall of Gotham, which is fucking crazy. Like this movie, I will say, I didn't know there was one. I will say this movie does kind of take a leap to go from very, and it still feels realistic. I'm not saying it doesn't because again, that could happen. Somebody could blow up something on a seawall and flood your city. It's it. I mean, I've, you could probably do that in New Orleans or something. Do you guys remember Katrina? Exactly. But I mean, it just, it it, it really jumps Jesus into- Jesus Christ, can I miss the fucking microphone stand once? Just once. But it, it kind of goes a little bit comic booky, and I'm okay with it because it still works. It's, okay. still, it's still in the world. But then that's that, that sets up the, the final act, really. Of uh, Batman. By the way, did you notice when Batman was watching the video describing what was happening? Uh, all of then, then, then we find out that Joker had been recruiting people, and it was kind of like Riddler. A, right? Oh, sorry, yeah, Riddler <laughs> was recruiting people, so it was kind of like a fucking QAnon thing on Reddit, Ugh. which scared the shit out of me. We still have to fucking do the Shapiro shit. I mean, we still haven't done that, have we? It's not very long. I know. Um, but uh, I just realized we still have that to look for. <laughs> no, well, well that, that's a, that ties into the end of this. Um, but th- that was scary for me. That was horrifying. it's frighteningly plausible, is what I think. Well, yeah, because, um, because again, it's intercut. So while he's finding this out, we're seeing that uh, the mayor is having her celebration after the election. But it's also it's in Madison Square Garden, or they call it as Gotham Square Garden. Yeah. And then we see all the fucking Riddler guys come in. On the top, where the, like the video board would be, or, like the rafters up there. So now, and they're all loading up their guns to shoot all these people. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this movie got extreme. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, it's where this movie really excels. Is that I knew this was going to happen, but I still freaked out like a giddy child because I love Batman and I love this movie. When he blows open the top of the arena. And he slams down on the rafters, and that score just fucking punches you in the face again. And I'm like, fuck yeah! Like, I was cheering. I didn't cheer, but I was like, Luke and I were grinning because we're like, beat the fuck out of these people, please. (laughs) And then, do you remember the scene where he's fighting him and he he takes one guy, punches him, and then jumps up to another part of the rafter? And when he does it, he does like a barrel roll, takes out two guys, lands on his feet, and then punches the other guy, the third guy that was standing behind him. Yes. <laughs> There's just a lot happening in that scene. There was a lot happening. So, yeah, he beats the shit yeah, out of them. Cool. Uh, Gordon takes the, ma- the mayor gets shot, but not in the head, which is stupid, but which always makes me laugh about these Batman movies is there's so many times I'm like, just shoot him in the face. Uh, yeah, but you're but talking then, about a bunch of amateurs. Well, it's also, it's easy to say when you don't have that man running at you and punching you, you know, a little bit easier. Uh, and it's also fiction. Uh, <laughs> so have fun with it. Um, and then there's one guy that finally gets him, which again is like, really? He's been getting shot this whole movie, but this one guy clips him. But he falls off and he's about to die. And this was a really deliberate choice, and I liked it that this because it kind of again shows that these aren't 
real criminals. These are just people that have been radicalized. Because he's taking forever to load the gun. Yeah. And it was a really cool sequence. And then, of course, Catwoman jumps up. She's there for some reason. Or, no, she's trying to leave the city, and she sees the water and goes back to the no, arena. No, she can't leave. They won't let Yeah, her. she tries to. Yeah, and then the water shows up after they say, yeah, you can't leave. Uh, he's like, uh, yeah, the city's sinking. Um, <laughs> so uh, they go back. She goes back, goes back, saves Batman. And then more water keeps breaking through the, the uh, arena. Everybody's freaking out. And Batman stopped the Riddler shooters, but he didn't stop the water. And then I think this is what's really cool about this movie is the choice is I'm not going to stop the water, but I have to get people out of here. Yeah. And that, mo- again, not a word is said about that. It's all action. He freaks out. He doesn't know what to do. He immediately shoots the grapple hook, gets off the rafters, cuts himself down in the water. He doesn't know how deep the water is. He could probably die. But he knows that, like, I have to get these people out of here. And that was the biggest character growth moment. That was the moment where Batman finally learned, I don't have to beat people up to make a difference. I can, and I still will. But those people need my help, and I have to save them. And you were talking about this at the end of all of this. There's a scene where the woman is getting airlifted up in a gurney and she holds on to his hand and just stares at him. Doesn't say a word, just stares at him, but it's that look of like gratitude. Thank you for saving my life. Thank you for saving me. And he doesn't say anything back. He just holds her hand with his and then lets her go and then stares at her as she goes up into the helicopter. And that's a that's a really emotional moment. Because you, you talk about you were prideful. <laughs> he finally I, got I almost it. cried because it was just such a beautiful moment between these two characters and it was just I don't know it was just a really it was really it was really affirming it was an affirming moment and it was nice when you go through a movie for three hours where everything is dirty and grimy and shit and you finally see a little bit of hope yeah I think that's exactly what Reeves intent was with that scene yeah and that's what he says at the end of the movie he goes I've realized I've had an impact on these people more than I thought and they're they're giving me hope, and you're and he and what because that moment when they beat the Riddler guy, he takes off the mask and he says, "What are you?" He says, "I am vengeance," and that is again a character moment of being like, "I'm not doing this in the right way," because I still he still got inspired by the Joker or the Riddler, excuse me, and the Riddler got inspired by me for the wrong reasons. Mm. They're doing this the wrong way. Yeah. They learned that I can brutalize these criminals. And that that will do something, but in reality, it's like I could do more to do things. And and she in the earlier in the movie, the mayor says you should probably do more of the philanthropy. You dick. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, overall, I think again, I I, I I thought I was being a little too brash and emotional after seeing this movie last night. I'm like, this is my favorite Batman. Um, but the more I talk about it, it's my favorite Batman movie. Yeah. Uh, hands down, it's my number one. Uh, and I don't. And also. <laughs> Look, people, you can like both. The Dark Knight is a great fucking Batman movie. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying I prefer this, and it's okay to like Nolan's more. You know, I, I've, honestly, they feel like two different movies. It's the same character, but I think they're both trying to. I think if you have a problem with one of the with with with, I think if you take Reeves and Nolan, and you have a problem with one of them, but you like the other one, I think you're missing the point of both. Yeah. Got to be honest. I think they're both trying to... Speaking of assholes who missed the point. <laughs> yes. Nice yes. segue. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. So these are these are, <laughs> these are are clips from Ben Shapiro <laughs> because he decided to go on Twitter. I'm not your buddy guy. Changed my <laughs> mind. 
you like the Star Wars one? Yeah. I'm not your buddy guy. I'm not your guy, pal. <laughs> the fucking Luke and later. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> uh, my final thing on this is, um, yeah, I, I think that that's the beauty of Batman. Is that the Dark Knight and the Batman could be about the same? If I was character. gonna write, yeah. If I if I was a comic book writer and they were like, "Hey, you get to do Batman," I'd be like, "Um, I can start over, right? Like, I can just start over. I'm there's no fucking way I'm gonna look at eighty years of fucking well, yeah. continuity <laughs> yeah. to see where the fuck he is now. There's no fucking yeah. way. But I and, can just start over, right? And yeah, and that's the beauty. And that's kind of what Reeves did. Was like, I can just do my own thing, right? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, good, because yeah. fuck all that. Continuity I think. I think, I think Batman more than a lot of characters. The beauty of him is you can, you can have so many different ways to tell a story about him. And again. The Dark Knight and the Batman are about the same character, but they're two totally different movies in my mind. And mm-hmm. I like both. I just I think Batman's my favorite. Would you say the Batman is your favorite Batman movie? Or would you say Batman 89 maybe? You know what? Maybe next week we'll do that. Too soon to tell. I don't know. Well, uh, <clears throat> maybe when it comes back out. Your voice. Maybe when uh, it comes out on HBO Max, we rewatch it and uh, we'll give a Batman ranking. Yeah. Yeah, we did like we do with Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's talk about Ben Shapiro's Batman review uh, because he went on while everybody is praising this movie on Twitter. Of course. He decided to say it's a it good was movie. Bad. And and hey, 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 look, look. If you don't like a movie, that's fine. It's totally fine. But when you're Ben Shapiro and you can't just not like a movie, you have to not like a movie By and the put way, in your shitty the, politics. Yeah, this isn't the only shitty white guy who's got this Yeah, kind we of talked about him earlier. Geeks and Gamers, The Quartering, uh, RK Outpost. Fuck hey, all R- of them. Hey, RK Outpost, suck a dick. Oh, Yellow Flash too. Fuck you too. I don't Fuck like you. Fuck you, Yellow Flash. You motherfuckers will get your day in hell. You sons of bitches. We're going to do we're gonna do comic book content Man, court. you know what, Jake? Uh, you know what? Uh. Being part of RK Outpost, I love that I have so much money completely fucking over the human race with my bullshit. Let's talk to Ben Shapiro, Ben. So, what is this movie about? This movie is about how fighting criminality does not actually help innocent people. He says no. this at the very beginning. He says, I'm not sure I'm doing any good. I'm not sure I'm doing any good. I'm fighting the criminals. Crime is still up. It turns out that Batman has to stop being Batman. Batman has been missing it the whole time. What Batman really has to be is Superman. Batman needs to go into areas like Madison Square Garden and not fight the criminals. He needs to go and lead people with a torch to a slightly safer area. He needs to help medevac people <laughs> on the top of it. He needs to build habitat for humanity. He needs to join. You're fucking Carter. shitting me right now, dude. That's Are, what you needs to be Are you really fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Habitat for humanity. You got a fucking problem with Habitat for Humanity. You fucking spying, fucking sucking piece of shit. You have a fucking problem with building houses? You got a problem with it that you got to fucking poke <laughs> fun at it? What kind of a fucking ass clown fucking piece of shit are you? I'm sorry, but seriously? All right. Okay. So here's his final... <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so here's this. I I don't even have, knew that that was gonna set me. There, off. There's so much more to that clip, and I'm like, you've said everything you need to say. Uh, that's pretty fucking funny. Um, so <laughs> at least for me, I love it. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, good God, an hour and a half into this review, and you're <laughs> screaming about habitat. <laughs> that's what I mean. You're totally right. Why the fuck are you bringing that up as a joke? Like it does not. He's add clearly to your s- review. He, he's jump. He's lumping it in with all these social programs, and it's like, yeah. dude. You literally have a problem with people not sleeping on the streets? What the fuck is wrong with you? That's his gripe. (laughs) My brain had a reboot. But that's his gripe. 
He so by the way, Ben, at that yeah. scene in the movie where he's leading people out with the flare is after he beats the shit out of the QAnon bitches. Yeah, you so, fucking so QAnon maybe that's bitch. why you don't like the scene. <laughs> You fucking. Maybe it's because the time he tried to get all those people to bring rifles to Madison Square Garden, it didn't work. Funny story. And now I got the mic off the stand, so I'm going to do a little stand up bit. So this guy, Ben Shapiro, a failed screenwriter, became a right wing politician, Mm. or right wing commentary guy. So then he says, We're going to say, Stop it, leftist uh, media. We're going to make our own movies. Daily Wire. You know what his first movie was? About a school fucking shooting. It was Die Hard with the school shooting as a backdrop. Fuck you, Ben Shapiro. You don't know anything about movies, and you suck. And the only reason you have any money is because you learned a grift, and you couldn't help your grift. Because listen, this yeah. is this last little bit. And is, there are evil forces okay, Tyler, in this I'll world admit. with lots of money that need you on the air to keep fucking humanity hey. over. Because as long as humanity can't find its spot, exactly. And you know what? Ben, rich I'm rich glad up. you don't like the movie, and I'm glad because you clearly don't understand what this movie is about. Now, Tyler, bear with me. This is a minute and a half clip, but you're going to want to hear it. And believe me, I did the best I could to chop this together because he has so many bad jokes. I just cut them out because it's not even worth making fun of those. Anyway, here's his final thoughts on the movie. It just feels like such a sellout. It feels like such a sellout of of what Batman is supposed to be. Again, it's got a little bit of woke politics, but that's really not the problem. The problem is the broader woke orientation of the film. If the Nolan Batman was about the idea that you help innocent people by fighting criminality and provide an inspiration to people to fight criminality, if that's the idea of Batman, which it is, that's completely thrown on its head here. Matt Reeves, who's credited as both a director and a writer on the film, he does not like Batman, and I can't get over this. How do you give $150 million to a dude to make a movie about Batman when he clearly does not like Batman? When he thinks that Batman is bad. Ben, Ben, you don't Batman like Batman. Batman has to be shown the error of his ways and learn to be a nicer human being. By, by the way, the very end of the movie, Catwoman, who at no point has actually demonstrated any sort of moral bona fides. Like, I'm not sure she does Because she's Catwoman. You dumb end, shit. She says, him, why don't you run away with me? And we'll go rob some hedge fund CEOs. And he doesn't say back to her, you know, that's bad to rob hedge fund CEOs. <laughs> yeah, because Instead, they pay like, for your bills, he about ben. It for a moment. He's like, she's like, no, you're already, you belong in Gotham. The generalized cheap left wing sensibility is is very silly with regard to with regard to Catwoman. Like Christopher Nolan would snap that cut right to the action. If you watch Dark Knight, there is no wasted motion in that film. Yes, it's two is. and a half hours long. This is three hours long, and it feels like four. I never check my watch during movies, particularly not a Batman movie. And I check my watch at least twice during this film. It feels like a fundamental betrayal of the character, which is just, it's, it's lazy writing. And more than that, it's, it's not nice to the audience. The audience wants to see Batman be Batman and be good at being Batman. He did. Batman he did plenty of Batman. Batman. They don't want to see Batman learn the lesson that being Batman is bad. That defeats the purpose That's of the point of the movie. Film. So let's break this down real quick, piece by piece by piece. Uh, so one. Can we just say he's a. Fucking so one, fuck so and be done with it. Well, yeah, but I want to make this very clear. So one, his big gripe with Catwoman there is saying that she wants to rob a bunch of hedge fund guys. I do too. And his problem with it is because isn't that bad to rob billionaires? No, no, no. It is bad to you because they fund you. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> secondly. Also, you don't know how much a billion is compared to a million, Ben. Clearly. <laughs> secondly, you just don't. The audacity to say that Matt Reeves doesn't get the character when clearly you don't. That he under- doesn't like the you character. Don't, you, you don't like the character, Ben, because I. Tyler, here's a treat for you. You've written books, Ben, and I've read books that you've written, and they fucking suck because your idea. But I'm not shitting you. And his big political thriller book that he wrote, that's like a Jack Reacher book. Uh, the president, mm. who was supposed to be like an Obama stand in in this book. 
He's no. a villain because he has social housing and social programs for America. That's why he's the villain. So Ben, what the hell's wrong with you, so Ben? So Ben, Ben, fucking take a. You sh- don't understand shit. Take a long walk off a short period. You like fashion. We're, we don't. Need the reason you. you don't like Batman in this movie is because he's not brutal enough for you. Is that what it is? Oh, we for, I cut this part out. He says there's like some weird defend the police agenda. The police. Yeah, I heard that. The police are a cop is the second main character. Yes, a good and, cop. And by the way, um, again, all of the other cops are corrupt. So it's always been the fucking story is the Gotham PD has been so corrupt. Ben, the only person that Ben, you're the, you're the only guy in America, and this includes r- white Republicans who still thinks that the cops are pure. I'm serious. So my dude. point is the reason even I, your fellow Republicans know this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the the re- cops the re- are fucking corrupt. The re yeah, that's cop unions. Yeah. Duh. The reason I bring this up and I have this at the end of the review, and not just to dunk on Ben Shapiro because I fucking hate him, but fuck him. I, no, it goes back to him. It goes back to every other stupid fucking anti SJAW content creator out there. It's the same shit. Mm. It's the same grift. You're mad mm. that Catwoman's black. You're mad that Jim Gordon's black. You're mad that there are there's a, a diverse cast, mm. and you can't handle the fact that this is mirroring more of our current times. And you guys just can't handle the fact that when you guys get together, you do a January 6th, or you do what Riddler's Minions did in this movie, and you don't like it because it's not for you. And you can't understand that. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're getting left behind because you refuse because you to are. understand because you are. <laughs> that these movies are made for everyone. Make, make these no comic mistakes. books are made for everyone. Make no mistake, Jake. Um, the reason why these guys are putting so much money into this, into this misinformation campaign to try and divide America is because they are getting left behind. They know it. And they know the only way that they can hold on to what power they have is through throwing money and, and at And by shit. the way, this wokeness shit that you guys the love. The problem is that they're never going to run out of money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the, the problem is that this wokeness shit that you guys like to bring up with every fucking movie that has any sort of diversity in it. Yeah. The problem with it is it's something you guys made up. Yeah. Yes, yes, there's virtue signaling and wokeness in companies. And when it's brought out, like M&Ms and stuff, we make fun of it because we know it's stupid. This movie, at no point, makes it to go out of the way. And, and you to, guys somehow tell us yeah. that you actually wanted to fuck M&Ms at one point, which is just weird. So What the fuck? I'm glad that you didn't, I'm glad that you didn't like <laughs> yeah, Ben. Yeah, me too. I'm fuck very you, happy. Yeah. Because you know what? Because you've, you've shown to me you don't understand who Batman is. You don't At understand all. any of its character. And continue to just jerk you off. Know what else jerk off to your Christopher Nolan yeah. movies. That's fine, buddy. And I'm yeah. glad you like those. But this movie's not bad. Dude. You just don't know how to tell a story. Wait a second. Um, he likes Christopher Nolan movies. Man, he must have lost his fucking mind with Tenet. A black main character. Holy shit. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's reviewed it and probably hates it. Probably. Also, th- another thing I want to point By out. By the way, John David Washington is one of the most fantastic young working actors out there, and I will see him in anything. Have you seen Black Klansman? I have not. I really, really want good. to. I know. I really want to see it. Him and uh, Adam I li- Driver. I like Adam Driver a lot. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, but and, and, and to put a pin on that and wrap it up, um, Ben clearly doesn't know how, how any of this works because either that or he's just really committed to his grift um, mm-hmm. because. Back, I think last year, he released a video talking about how multiple like popular movies are actually conservative. Guess what? One of the choices it was. You're never gonna believe it. Just, just it's a sci-fi franchise that you love that had a sequel a couple years ago that was phenomenal. Oh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. 
Ben Shapiro had the audacity to say that that was conservative because it was a pro-life movie because of the android baby. And I'm like, Ben. <laughs> ben, 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 Ben. Did you know that L.A. had snow in it in that movie because climate change ruined the planet? Ben. <laughs> ben, did you know that? Ben, Ben. It's, it's, it's not a pro-life movie, Ben. Ben. You don't know how stories work. You just are really committed I, to a group. I don't want to give any more air time to this fuck. So, yeah, what fuck you, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. Good. We had a <laughs> we had a baby shower and uh, I don't really care how your weekend. Got went. got way too, uh, I I I'm my family. I just wanted to stop talking about Ben. I know. I don't really Thanks, care. Thanks. Thank you went. to uh, everybody <laughs> for the last two. Sh- I'm just uh, the problem is I'm too I'm so fucking likable. The people just want to keep buying me stuff. <laughs> and there's just so much. We have so much stuff for I, our baby. It's so exciting. I have a so finite amount of space. <laughs> and you're I'm running out of space. And you're giving me infinite amounts of baby shit. No, it's good. Uh, you know, if we have another one, I'll just have everything ready to go. I, I, I said this to both Jake and uh, um, and Ashley uh, before we, when they were telling me, like, oh, we have too much. Uh, every parent I know has said at one point, yeah, at one point I was like, it's too much. And then about six months into the actual baby being there, it was like, fuck, I have no idea how, but we don't have enough. <laughs> well, no, I'm actually more excited because then again, like I said, um, if we have another one, we'll just have everything there. It's yeah. all good to go. Yeah. Don't have to worry about it. Your little brother shout, your older brother shout in this onesie. Especially if we have another boy because then it's just like, boom. Don't even have to get also, new clothes. Also, also, um, Ben Shapiro, you're right, man. You know what? If you do, if you get, this is exactly how dem libtards are. If you do have a little girl, your second baby, what you're going to do is you're going to go, no, you're a boy, and dress him in in, in the boys' hand me downs, right? Because that's what we want. We want. Yes. Yeah. Well, right, I, Ben. I, right, I, Ben. You fuck. By the way, Governor Reynolds, fucking shame on you and shame on Iowa Republicans for right. attacking trans. Children. Yeah, fuck Iowa, GOP, fuck Jeff ben Shipley. Jeff Shipley wants to let's, suck. Let's get out of this, man. <laughs> let's. I don't. Well, why did I start this? Yeah, why did you do it? You said you wanted to wrap it up. Uh, I'll cut it out. Just fuck him. I'll just cut it out of the end. Well, I'll clip. Uh, just take out the part where I start saying the thing about the suck. <laughs> That's when I started going a little you bit. You call Ben Shapiro a spine sucking something. I, don't I, know, I was. I, I, I was gonna say something sucking and then spineless. And I just well anyway, Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home is still the undisputed champ. Uh, we didn't quite make it to uh, uh, pa- over Spider-Man No Way Home. What are, where are we at right now? Granted, most of this is we kind of condensed it because we have things to do. But what, 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 no, I just found out. Have, I just found out about minutes. an hour ago that fucking uh, Snow. that it's snowing, yeah. and I'm out like in a small town where he lives, and I got to get back to his yeah. city. So we had kind of an interstate. Yeah, we had to kind of shut, cut it a little short. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, thanks so much for listening. Um, we'll, we had uh, fun. Yeah, I, 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 again, I, I told Tyler this last night. Uh, it was a movie that really just caught me off guard. It was a movie that uh, I had extremely high expectations, and it exceeded every single one of them. And it was a movie that, yeah, that world I went well. And now HBO Max is got is going to be is going to have a Penguin spinoff and oh. an Arkham Asylum spinoff. So I'm wondering how they're going to expand on that world that Matt Reeves has created, but I'm really Before excited. Before we go, I do want to say that Matt Reeves has come out and stated definitively, or he's he has talked about Barry Keegan, P- Keegan's character at the end of the movie with yeah, Riddler. That's a tease that it could be the Joker. He has said, this is his exact words, he is a proto-Joker Joker. 
he's before the real Joker, according to him. Is his main thing is? I didn't even know that was him. I don't want by you the to. Way. I don't want you guys going out there thinking he's the Joker. I don't want you guys going out there thinking he's going to be in the sequel. So he's a pre-Joker. If that's Joker. the if that's the case, and they don't make him the sequel, I will respect that as a nice little tease, like a nice little nod to the character. Uh, he had also mentioned that he would want to do something with Mister Freeze too. So I wonder if he'll ever. Uh, he stuck his head behind the bill. I wonder if he'll ever do anything with that. So, as a Mr. Freeze fan, I'm really excited to do that because I love his character so much. But anyway, the Batman, I uh, hope you guys liked it as much as we did. Um, I know Ben Shapiro didn't. <laughs> so, uh, Tyler, what? how should we end this show? What What drop should we pick? I'll say this. Uh, if I had, I, I'm glad that I don't have Ben's Ben Shapiro's money because um, I'd be utterly... Uh, Void of joy and uh, simple pleasure. Yes! What? And that's it.